Hey guys, we're here with episode seven of VP Precision. This is John Pinch and and Jake Bibber. Hey, How you doing? Good, doing good. Just uh, we've both been uh, pretty busy. It's uh, evening. It's about ten p.m. We're doing the remote thing again. Luckily, we have this great technology. But um, just wanting to catch up real quick before we got on the road tomorrow. We're each going. Uh, I'm going up to Canada, and you're going to uh, Colorado. So we <laughs> wanted to get this knocked out before we took off. So. Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of kind of barrel breaking and getting everything ready. I just sent off a bunch of stuff for barrels. I sent off nine benchmark barrels, Jeez. and I sent them off uh, to Alamo Precision. Right it's basically they're going to chamber them up in six BRX, six Creedmoor, six five PRC for a ELR gun. Man, I got everything going on. It's going to get me for the rest of the year. I'm super pumped about it. Dude, that's awesome. So you're doing, how many uh, How many BRXs are you doing? So I'm going to do four BRXs. Okay. And it's got my reamer that they save for me. Basically, I can spin them on and off. These uh, new four B, uh, BRXs are actually going to be on my left-handed Curtis Vectors, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Ooh, this is, okay, cool. So this will be the first time that you're getting those lefty vectors. That'll be cool to yep. cool to see you finally run so, into those. It's been a while. Get to, we'll get rid of all the Carfiance jokes for all you uh, all you haters out there. <laughs> 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 it's awesome. No, that's been a that's been a long running joke. So it'll be fun to put that one to bed, even though it was pretty funny. So anyway, no, I've been kind of doing the I've been doing uh, breaking. So Joe Walls at Exodus got me two, uh, spun up two of my proofs um, in six Great. dasher. And he actually bedded a chassis for me. So I haven't really, I've gone back and forth with bedding chassis. Um, I, have you ever done that with your XLRs? I haven't bedded uh, any chassis at all. I, for, for whatever reason, they've always shot pretty well. And I haven't had any weird yeah. flyers and weird groups. I know sometimes if uh, some of the chassis guys, they see some weird flyers every once in a while, um, they'll bet them. And I think Joe is, is kind of a big proponent of that. He sees a lot of consistency, doesn't he? Yeah. He, so I've, I've never had a problem with chassis either. However, I'm just, I'm more ridiculous than you as far as like trying to get everything. I'm, I don't know, more anal, I guess, but I just, I That's like, true. I like, very el- true. <laughs> it's very true. I like eliminating variables. And even though I haven't had a problem, I do like, I wanted like getting Joe's betting job and having an action pull out of it, like it, like suctioned in there. So it gives you, <laughs> it gives you the warm fuzzies. And he, he tells me, he's like, man, I don't even like sending guns out that aren't bedded. So he's, he's a big proponent of it. So it's fun to know that everything's exactly perfect. Another thing I'm pretty jacked about is, um, uh, he goes by Cerakoted on Instagram. Um, but he, painted a chassis for me my mdt so i got that bedded chassis back i left it down there he's in utah and um he bedded or he cerakoted a pretty cool let me i'm gonna text it to you right now while we're talking but a pretty (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll get some pictures i'm gonna get some cool pictures to post up too but i didn't want to put the crappy ones i've got on my phone but um he he made a he did a pretty cool paint job and so i'm pretty excited about that so i've been uh, I mounted that sucker up. I've been breaking breaking it in, and um, let's see here. I'll just send it to you. So uh, on new barrels, brand new, brand spanking new guns and barrels. What's? Yeah. I know I'm I'm not super particular, but what do you typically like to do for barrel breaking? When someone says, "Hey, how do you break a yeah, gun?" In? That's a good. What's your your typical? 
I think it depends. A long time ago when I did, um, you know, when I had more factory guns, I think it was more important because you'd shoot a shot with that and you could clean copper out for an hour. But with these custom barrels, I've started to do less and less cleaning and breaking. Pretty much my rule of thumb is, and this isn't gospel, like I'll vary sometimes, but um, generally what I do now is when I get them, they're new. I definitely clean them when I got them in case there's any cutting oil or, or metal shavings or anything. So I'll, I'll, you know, push some patches through and make sure everything's real clean. I'll, and I'll uh, clean the chamber really well. And then I'll fire one or two shots and then I'll, I'll push some patches through again and kind of see how much uh, copper fouling there is. Generally these, you know, custom barrels, there's a lot of good barrels out there now and generally they clean up pretty fast. And so I try to get that, you know, pretty clean. I'll shoot another shot or two or three, just depending on my mood, I guess, or my time available. And then I'll maybe clean one more time. And then pretty much I'll shoot a hundred, 120 rounds. And what I'm trying to do there is whether I didn't know this a lot in the hunting side, I just, I didn't really know barrels sped up as much as they do. I think that's becoming more common knowledge now, but I like to get a hundred, probably a hundred to 150 minimum, uh, before I go to a match. And so I shoot about a hundred rounds, um, and then I'll clean it and foul it. And then I'll do my load development. And so how do you clean it? I use a uh, Bortec eliminator. I use a bore guide and I, uh, just patch from the rear. I use, have a Dewey, you know, a Dewey one piece cleaning rod, just buy yourself a good cleaning rod. I use uh, Jags and I push patches through an eliminator and I'll do two, three, four wet patches and really work it back and forth and get it all saturated. And that'll push out a lot of carbon and get everything pretty clean. And then I'll put a nylon brush on if I'm really scrubbing it and I'll, you know, put eliminator on that. I'll brush back and forth five or 10 times and then I'll put, you know, three or four wet patches back through, clean all that out and then I'll dry patch it. And lately I've been doing a super light coat of bore oil. I think it's Montana extreme bore oil or something, but just a, a really thin oil. Any of it works. And then push a patch through that and then, you know, maybe a dry patch. So it's not, so it doesn't have a bunch of oil in there and then I'll, and then I just start shooting. So, um, that's kind of my routine cleaning. So after a match, I do the same thing. Uh, I, I'll clean it. And then, you know, before the next match, I'll obviously fouled, checking dope, and then and do that. So I'll, it's generally by 300 rounds between cleanings once I get the barrel broken. So what about you? I know yours is, is uh, easier than that, I'm assuming. <laughs> you have got some complicated stuff going on. Holy <laughs> yeah, so I'm a lot less than a lot of guys I know, too. <laughs> Here's my entire uh, thing. I'll get a brand new barrel. Yep. When it's brand new, I will also um, I will also run a patch through it, uh, just just a just a dry patch typically. And sure. again, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for any sort of uh, shavings or oil. Uh, Almo's been really good. They've cleaned my stuff up really well before it comes to me, so it's cool. it's basically ready to rock and roll. But just out of out of habit, I'll put a patch through it to clean it. Yep. And then I'll go shoot it, and I typically shoot it about twelve hundred rounds and then take it off. <laughs> so that's how that works for me. I, lo- um, I love it. So I, are you? I try to clean my action okay. and clean my chamber. Yep. And I have these uh, brushes that I got, and I can't remember the name of them, but they're. They're basically like giant wooden handle Q-tips. And I think they're meant for like a 45 caliber pistol. And they have a six inch or eight inch wooden handle on them. 
and it fits into my chamber perfectly. It actually fits into where the case is, is at, and so it rubs the side of the case. And then I'll take a slightly smaller Q-tip, something that's meant for maybe like a 223 or a 6 mil or whatever, mm-hmm. and then or you know just a regular Q-tip size, and I'll put that all the way into where the neck of my case is at. Okay. And that's about all the cleaning that I'm going to do. I'm just going to clean the chamber out, wipe my action down, wipe my bolt off. I really don't ever touch my my muzzle brake. I don't take it off um, until the barrel's ready to go, and then I'll take my muzzle brake off, see if it needs cleaned up or blasted or soaked. Okay, and I, got, I, I got questions. So are you okay. using solvent on the patches in the chamber or the big giant Q-tips? No, I'm using CLP, so whatever that is. Okay, so you're using something. Okay, so you put a wet one in, scrub it out, and then dry it all out with a dry one. Yep, so okay. I'll put that, just put a little CLP on there. Yep. I'll rub that back and forth, and then I throw a couple clean ones in there. And typically at maybe five or six Q-tips later, it's acceptable where it's clean, and then I'll leave it alone. Cool. I won't run anything through the barrel. Um, I know a lot of people have, and some people haven't, but I just, for whatever reason, have never really liked doing that. So I don't. So you don't clean your barrel at all, ever? You never push one patch through or anything between, you know, if it's... Well, I very well could have that Q-tip in the first maybe inch or inch and a half of my gun. (laughs) You're not using a a cleaning rod, though. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I love it. That's what I love about this because you get. I've watched your groups on zero days and stuff, and your guns are hammering. So it's not. It's not like that. People get really hung up, and that's why I said it's not gospels. There's a lot of things I used to do things different. I kind of go in waves where I'll do more and I'll do less. And honestly, I don't see any major differences. I think more of it's just peace of mind knowing I'm going in with a you know a pretty clean bore. I know Joe Walls scrubs the crap out of his guns, you know, and well, I need to ask he him. Has- he has really he has good luck. really accurate stuff, too. Ridiculous. I mean, he's probably on on Facebook. He's kind of – people make comments like, that doesn't that looks like a Joe Walls group. Like, he, he pushes some tiny groups at 1,000 yards. So, I mean, there's there's m- multiple ways to skin a cat, and I think it's whatever you're comfortable with. But I think it's a good tip of keeping the chamber clean. I think that probably gives people more problems than, than they think. But and then on the brakes, have you um, – so are you cleaning your brake after every barrel? I typically will, and I've been kind of spoiled, and so I bought a whole bunch of brakes. Okay. Um, and I was given some brakes from Zero Delta, and I bought some more. Cool. So I've been pretty spoiled because about every barrel, I'll throw like a brand new brake on, and then uh, <laughs> that's spoiled, yeah. So it's, I love it. yeah, it's pretty spoiled. Um, but okay. I so I run those if I'm going to clean them, I take the uh, CLR. Okay. I think it's called calcium lime rust remover yep. or whatever it's called. And I'll actually, I have a shot glass and it's like a triple shot glass. It's got lines on it for the, okay. the measuring, but it fits a, it fits my muzzle brake absolutely perfectly. Okay. And I'll take that CLR, I'll fill it up, I'll drop that down in there and I'll just leave that in the sink overnight. Okay. I'll come back, I'll take the brake out and I'll actually do it again with some fresh CLR. Okay. And so it's kind of like a double, a double dose of it. Yep. And then all I'm doing is I'm taking a Q-tip and by that time, after that double dose, I'm literally taking a Q-tip and it just, 
it kind of just wipes off stuff just wipes right off wow. and it cleans off completely and that's all i've ever done that's cool yeah that's a good uh, that's that's awesome i've put something in ultrasonic but it ruins the finish it does keep i put i put something in ultrasonic with clr and they got clean but it ruined the finish which i don't particularly care that much but i know a lot of guys do so yeah and clr ruins the finish in my technique as well it goes from like a okay that dark parkerized yep. uh, nitrided black look and it actually fades it to like a gray yeah okay like a little bit of a yellow brownish um it, it tur- does it turned mine bit. like to that rainbowed like those antique shotgun look kind of <laughs> i was like well that's different but clean is clean hey, and before i, think clean, I forget yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you we have a little bit of a teaser for you, but we got some freebies. We like giving away freebies. Oh, we we got freebies, so that's pay right. attention at the end of the episode. We got freebies. That's right. That's right. Good call. I forgot about that. Okay, cool. That'll be fun. Um, let's see here. I've also – what else was I doing? I was – oh, I got a pretty, – pretty excited. I've got a Curtis uh, Axiom, and a, I got a 24-inch carbon – uh, six five barrel. I'm, oh, run, hunting. I'm running my getting my hunting gun ready. So hunting season is coming up fast and furious. I'm two and a half weeks from heading north for, on a big sheep hunt that I'm really excited about. And so been really? working on a six five PRC a bunch, kind of playing with. I couldn't find any brass, so I so I I bought some uh, some used brass from a buddy who just had some factory hornady brass and once fired stuff. So I was kind of breaking the gun in. I've got about seventy rounds. I shot. Let's see, 140 hybrids, 140 VLDs, 140 ELDs, and 147 ELDs. Um, those are all the bullets I've shot so far, and mainly using H1000, a little bit of 4831. But anyway, I think I've got a pretty good load with H1000 and 147s, um, going about 2,900 feet a second. I ran it really fast. I never did hit pressure, but I didn't. I had a little bit of vertical, and it, at this little slower 2,900 feet per second load, there's no vertical. It's just hammering. So... I think I'm going to stay there. I did, however, buy some brass from uh, from Gunworks. They had some brass come in, so I'm going to get that finish load development and um, rock and roll. I got a pretty cool stock from Mesa Precision Arms. I think it's an AG composite. I'm not sure, but they get it. They're their own custom deal and they're painting super light carbon stock, and the whole thing is pretty, going to be pretty light. I'm uh, going to put the three three point six to eighteen by forty four. I think the Leupold Mark Five. Should be a sweet little, probably nine pound gun. Nine, eight and a half, nine pounds, somewhere in there. Wow, that's um, light. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to shoot. It's <laughs> definitely different. Like, I was doing, I was shooting the dashers at the same time, like breaking those in, like trying to get, um, you know, 100, 120 rounds for these two barrels from Joe and get past that speed up. And so I'd grab those and I'd shoot those a little bit and I'd go back to the 6.5 PRC. And while it's a light, you know, it's not a big caliber. It's still the difference between our comp guns and that is, is pretty funny. And the, the, <laughs> our comp yeah. guns are so easy to shoot, man. I freaking, I love them. They're, uh, I take it for granted because that's all we're doing. And then you go back to the old hunt guns and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember those. So Isn't that uh, 6.5 PRC just awesome? It just... It just Dude. has a good size to it. I know. It flings it pretty good. I like it. I'm pretty impressed with it so far. All my, you know, uh, Chase was, he's like, dude, just shoot factory. I was like, well, that's great, except I couldn't get any. So my buddy at Sportsman's thought they would have some come in, and they didn't. And anyway, I was like, I, I got to get this thing going because we're leaving so soon. 
And um, so I've just been reloading. But, yeah, everybody just absolutely loves it with that those factory 147s. And, I'm shooting. Yeah, and yours hammered. And so I've been – I think it's a pretty neat look, a little round. It's essentially you hold a 6.5 PRC and a 6.5 SOM up. They're very, very similar. I mean, you get yep. the PRC is a little bit smaller body, a little bit smaller case, but you know, they're a very similar case. And I've been very impressed with it so far with, um, you know, the speeds it can hit with no, I mean, I'm not hitting any pressure. I still got to do some more. I mean, I, I ran it way up, you know, 30, 50, no problem, and just absolutely no pressure at all. I never, I couldn't get it to go faster because I ran out of case capacity. It's all the H1000 I could fit in the case. Yeah. So I don't even know where pressure's at. Um, it didn't shoot super good there. It shot good at 100, but it had vertical at 600, so um, kept chasing it. But anyway, it is. I've been pretty impressed with it. I think it's going to be a fun – I've hunted with a big, like a 338 a lot over these past years, and so I'm kind of excited to – uh, to hunt with a, a you know a lot lighter gun and a little bit something I'm really going to spot you know spot shots with and I've got the my 338 was a single shot this has that I've got that Curtis bottom metal with that like that flush that aluminum three round oh, flush nice. mag yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome so I've got that bottom metal and it's a sweet little setup I'll get some pictures of that and my um my that that paint job from Cerakoted and and that new, that yeah. Dasher and I'll, I'll get those posted up here. Uh, next, All right, question week. time. If yep. you were going to build one hunting rifle in a short action standard 308 bolt face, and then if you were going to do a Ooh. short action magnum bolt face, which two, uh, which caliber would you do in the short action 308 bolt face, and and which caliber would you do in the magnum bolt face? I think I already we already talked about 6.5 PRC. What would you do in the short action standard bolt face if you're going to do a hunting rifle? Short action, hmm. short I mean, action. Would you do man. like a six five Creed or what would you do? In a standard three hundred eight bolt face, I would do. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would build on a Magnum. I do a PRC <laughs> or or a three hundred WSM. If I had if I if I had one gun, I'd want to get up into that thirty cal because I'd want a little bit bigger for elk and stuff. I'm, I know a six five will kill it. I just I just like a little bit more a little more gas in the bullet. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I honestly I'm not a big Creedmoor fanboy, but I know they're easy and and that you know what I you know what I probably would end up doing. I probably end up doing a six five forty seven. Yeah, just I, I've shot them and they're so accurate and so easy. You could run a really short barrel. I I probably would run a six five forty seven kind of hot and just because I trust how accurate they are. And I and I creed more to do the six five creed to do the same thing. But I would probably definitely do something in six five. Um, uh, you know, you could do a two sixty. You could do a two six. Well, it's two sixty. Then we get pretty long for running long heavy bullets in a two sixty in a short act. You do yeah. two sixty Ackley. I don't know. Some, I like six five forty seven too. Yeah, I, I do something in that range. One of those six fives. I because I want a little bit more bullet for. I mean, you could do a six mil, but I, I like those six fives a lot. They have a lot of bullet selection. But and then obviously with magnum bolt face and short action, there's a lot of options. There's the WSMs. There's yep. the six five PRC. They they're even doing the uh, three hundred PRC. So there's a lot of different. There's a three hundred PRC. You can't run in a short action, can you? I don't know. I thought you could. I don't think so, but I'm not a, 
I, I, I don't think you could run a, a 300 PRC in a short action. It's just too long with the big bullets. Yeah, I think it would run well in. Um, I think it would would run well in a. Uh, like you could really seat the bullets out long, um, but I'm almost positive you can't run a short action. I should I should know that really easily, but I'm I'm pretty sure. But correct us okay. if we're wrong. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, I think a, se- a seven psalm or or a 300 wisdom or something like that would be a killer. Um, you know, 300 wisdom is accurate. Like a six, five is, I have one of those and love it. So something like that in a, in a, in a Magnum, but, and then when you look at bullets for hunting only, obviously accuracy is going to be number one. Yep. So what, uh, what bullets are you going to try to stay with a bonded bullet? Or are you no. just going to run straight to a match bullet? Yep. What are you thinking? What's your thought process on bullet? Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, over the years, I mean, back in the day, a lot of, a lot of guys was, you know, got to run the barns or some solid core, but I just, so many things, those does at long, long ranges, I, I'm very concerned about those just punching a small little hole. I love the match bullets. I've shot piles of animals with, with burgers from, you know, a lot, 185, 30 cals back in the day, a lot of those to, you know, 215s to 300. 300 grain burgers um you know i've shot some stuff with some amaxes i just happened to shoot those at close range on elk and i really didn't like how what they did however i think if they were long range they would have been fine um but they came apart too fast at close range we were hunting elk and timber we killed i think we shot three bulls with with a with a little um a 300 wisdom um and a 178 A max, and I wish those were at, at those close ranges. Yeah, bonded probably would have been nice, but but generally, I really like the the performance I've had with burgers. And I know everyone's got nightmare stories, but I like bolts to come apart, especially at long range when you're six, seven hundred yards out, and you know, and further those match bolts open up really, really well. I've had really good luck with those, and I just I I build guns around bullets almost like. When I build an ultra mag, you, you got to know what bullet you have in mind. I, I built a lot of ultra mags over the years, and so you obviously got to know what bullet you're going to shoot ballpark, so you can pick the twist of the barrel. And mm-hmm. that, those two fifteen burgers, those two thirties, and now the uh, the part of my dilemma with this PRC was I really want to shoot those A tips. I can't, I wanted to load for those. I just the one thirty five or the one fifty three. I like the one fifty threes, but but either one really would be fine for the sheep hunt. I just am a little concerned because they're so new and there hasn't been a lot of testing on game. I'm sure they'll be fine, but I don't really. If it was something around here and you know a, a deer, but when you're going up there, I just I really don't want there to be any unexpected issues and i just i haven't seen the a-tips perform on game so that kind of ruled that out even though i was still about to do it <laughs> but i've heard <laughs> i've heard good things about these 147s and killing stuff so i haven't killed anything with them but but yep. they'll change in a few weeks so yep there you go we'll see but i don't know i like the i like the match bullets a lot I've, and i've had a lot of good luck with 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 the burgers i will probably um i'll be playing with the hornies a little bit there i feel like hornady when I was doing a lot of hunting stuff, Hornady wasn't as much in the conversation compared to accuracy and performance as they are now. I feel like the last, I don't know if I'd say two, three years, they've really stepped up their game and they've got some, some really good bullets. You know, the, I think it's the 212 ELD for the 30 cals and then they've got the, the, the 230 and now the 258 tips for the 30 cals. All those bullets I want to try. I'm getting a, a 300 Norma built that'll be done soon. 
um, and I'll be trying those bullets for sure. So um, I think Hornady's definitely going to be on the list with some stuff to try. So yep. anyway. right on. But um, yeah, so that's what, that's what I've been doing is getting that 6.5 ready. I bedded that thing up. We got that set over 4th of July and had it cured up and, and everything's dialed in perfect. It's a, it's a sweet little gun. And then breaking in those dashers and uh, now it's off the races. We've got got some we're both taking off tomorrow jumping on the airplanes so yeah right anyway back at it yeah yeah it's been a while it's been a i've had a break man i just been i've been working really hard that's why i'm behind on gun stuff and and podcast stuff just been really catching up in business at home with my landscape business is really busy right now so trying to trying to not not lose all my customers <laughs> <laughs> no that's exactly right and I, you know i've had a little too. bit of a break myself and it's been nice to I'm building a uh, new facility for JC Steel Targets. Yeah, so buddy. we have uh, uh, about a 10,000 square foot facility that we're doing. So we're really, it's awesome. we're going to have a showroom and offices and conference room and um, obviously a big manufacturing. And, uh, uh, you know, so we've been, we've been running hard on that the last few weeks and doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, groundwork and putting our utilities in and yep. putting our sewer in and all that kind of stuff. So cool. now we got walls up, we got roof up. We're going to have a floor in here pretty soon, and we're going to have all your utilities in. It's going to uh, start escalating quickly on us. That's cool. Yeah, last night was that Wednesday. I called you up. I was like, you want to do one? We both got back from – I got back from work late, and it was like 9-something. Answers the phone. I hear the tractor running. I'm like, no, I'll catch you later. (laughs) (laughs) I was was literally running the tractor all night long. Yeah, it was like 9 o'clock. I was like, are you almost done? How much more do you have left? He's like, I got 351 feet left. I was like – I was like, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so good so, luck with that. Anyway. So I dug uh, that in, and yeah, it's been it's been going good. We've been pretty slammed, shipping a lot of targets out as well. Cool. So it's been um, it's awesome. been pretty awesome. Uh, been, been been pretty busy, and been doing a lot of online training stuff, which we have our yep. our course online for that's cool sixty or seventy dollars for fifty five videos, and so that keeps us busy as well. Just maintaining that, maintaining the website. Yeah, um, getting some new product or some new videos out, that kind of stuff. So good. I'd like to start doing some videos with you on on uh, a platform if we can. And, yeah, that'd be fun. And get some uh, you know some questions answered and all that kind of stuff. So yep. we'll yep. get on there pretty soon. So change the topics a little bit. We had yeah a, uh, a a cool development, and we've actually known about it for a little while. Yep. Um, but we haven't really been able to talk about it. It's been something that we're um, kind of keep under wraps. They asked us to keep quiet about it. But there's a um, Shooting USA came out with a publication and a video that there's going to be an Armageddon Gear Cup. And the AG Cup is is what it's called. It's basically yep. the, the 20 best shooters or uh, some of the 20 best shooters in the country getting together and squaring off for a $40,000 purse. And yeah. so... We were both pretty fortunate to get invited, and yeah. it should be a fun time. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be – it's coming up the end of October. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually right before your match, and that's, I think it's a midweek match because of the filming schedule for Shooting USA. So I think it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday type of a deal. That's correct. Uh, so it should be should be fun. So what, what do we know? I don't know a lot about it. We know – what I do know is, um, Tom, you know, Tom from Armageddon gear, uh, spearheaded the whole thing. And, and must have some connections with, with shooting USA. They're going to do an extended episodes or a few episodes. I'm not sure how they're going to run that. Um, 
a lot of us don't know many details. Uh, we don't, I don't know how people got picked. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, there's a lot of, uh, I, I don't, I don't, we don't really know a lot of things. What we do know is I think first place gets 20 grand. Yep. I, don't, I don't think second place gets anything. Nope. <laughs> and then there's 20 stages and each stage, if you win the stage, meaning you have the highest hits in the fastest time, uh, there'll be a thousand dollars available for each stage win. So if you, if you get the most hits in the fastest time on a whole bunch of stages, you'll win a whole bunch of money. So there's $40,000 total available, which is a big deal. Um, that's a, that's a pretty good chunk of change for, for a few days of shooting, which is fun. And, um, it'll be, I think one thing I'm looking forward to is the dynamic of having everybody, the entire match, everybody you're competing against is standing right there. We'll all be shooting together where you go to some of these matches and some of these, you know, some of our buddies who, you know, some of the top guys where you're like, well, I wonder how, you know, Matt's doing or Austin or, you know, whoever's there, lots, you know, a handful of really good guys that you're always worried about. Um, they're on the other, you say they're, you know, they started six, seven stages away from you. You don't see them all weekend. You don't ever see them shoot. You don't, you know, it's, you're just separated by a bunch of stages and, uh, you know, 70 or 80 different shooters in between you guys. So this will all be in one group together watching everybody shoot and it's it probably it'll be pretty interesting so yeah um you know one thing i was interested to try to figure out is how they made some of the selections i know yeah it seems like there is a lot of east coast uh you know kind of love in there or i guess just not um you know kind of depending on how they've done or how they've shot from what i understand is you had to have won a uh, a match a national level match but obviously there's a ton of match winners yeah so that would automatically qualify a lot of people so i wonder how they picked from that particular list um there's a couple people up here in this area that i think uh would really give um a lot of people fits just you know and and they might not be as known as some other people because of maybe geographical location so yeah yeah, yeah, I don't know. And not to stir the pot and obviously it's their match. They can pick whatever they want. And I'm, I'm thankful, you know, obviously that we're going to go. It's just going to be a fun exactly, time. Exactly. Yeah. But, yep. uh, but yeah, at the same time, there's a little controversy. There's some, there's some pot stirs out here. There's some comments being made. There's some, <laughs> there's some guy, I mean, you got, you got to mention, you know, Nick Gardaz, he's been on a tear lately and a good dude, uh, and just been killing it. So it's fun to, it's, you know, it's fun to have him up in the Northwest and, uh, and he didn't, he didn't get, he didn't get picked. And, and I don't know, like you said, there's different reasons. There's some guys there that maybe excelled in different disciplines or, or, or whatever, but it, it, it was interesting. Um, but it's also, it's hard because AG's back East Armageddon gears back East and it's very PRS central where out here is a lot of NRL. So at the time, I guess at the time that they picked, I don't like, I don't think Nick had shot a PRS match yet. And so well, he shot, I think the sniper side cup two years ago was a PRS match and he won that well, one. I, yeah, you're no, he's I'm, I guess I'm just referring to this year. Um, oh, okay. I but, see. but at that point he had his very first, I think his first match was at Montana match. And so it's hard to know what they're looking at. 
and what they see. They don't know the guys that, like we know the same way that we don't know the guys coming up over there that are killers that, that we don't see. Um, yep, right. so it's a tough, it's a tough deal. I was, I was, I was surprised when the list came out, but it's, it's all, you know, all names, all good guys. It's going to be fun. It's, well, I don't want to say guys cause you know, there's a girl too. So Regina's, Regina's got the invite, the top girl in the nation. So that's pretty cool. But, um, it's, uh, it definitely ruffled some feathers up here. So I got tagged in a bunch of posts that day by people asking questions. I was like, man, I don't know, man. I just, I'm glad to be going and I I don't know what to tell you. So, yeah, that's right. And you know what, the more, I, I really hope this is an annual, um, event and the more that that happens, the, you know, the more people have to prove themselves. And yep. some of those people on the list, myself included, you included, whoever, it doesn't matter. Yep. You very well might fall off that list if exactly. you don't continue to prove yourself throughout, you know, the entire shooting season. And so exactly. I think we were fortunate to, to get invites. Obviously we've, we've both had our, our share of, of a lot of wins and so yeah. it helped, yep. but you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, you got to keep it up. And if it is an every year thing, which again, I really hope it is. Yeah. I a, think what you'll see is you'll start to see some differences and people will now, um, you know, get the invite. Other people will be dropped off and it's not necessarily a, yeah. you know, a, a, a negative thing. Just maybe you aren't performing as well as, as, uh, someone else. And so that's just the bottom line. Yeah. There's always new guys coming up. You got to earn your keep. And I, I like that. I like the, you know, qualifying for the finale, if you, if you show up and you practice and, and you shoot well, you probably could get into the finale, whether how you place is one, that's another thing. But this 20 guys is 20 guys. That's not very many. And so I, I got some, I mean, I was talking to Brian, Brian's like, man, maybe cause he didn't shoot PRS this year. And a lot of guys in the Northwest are not because of some different dynamics with the national rifle league and, and stuff like that. A lot of guys step back from the PRS. And, um, I, I know some of those guys have made comments to me like, well, maybe, maybe that was a mistake because I think generally the East coast leans heavy PRS. And so a lot of these names and, and picks are coming, um, out of the PRS standings and the yep. people that are in that circuit more are, 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 you know, are known by the guys in the age, you know, Armageddon gear and all the guys back East. So yeah. a couple of guys have heard the comment like, oh, it's maybe not the best year to step back from the PRS, which is, which is just a different dynamic you don't see coming, but, um, yep. it's, it's fun. I think it's going to be, what are there, what are things that you're, uh, any particular things you're excited about or, or. So it's going to have a cool dynamic uh, for the match. One, because there's stage wins that are are, $1,000. That's uh, that's pretty good. If you went into the match as a good shooter and you said, you know what? I I probably can't compete with, you know, four or five or six of the people that are there um, because they've proven to be better shooters than me. But guess what? I have the opportunity to go and get the thousand dollars. Those guys very well yeah. might still walk away with a couple stage wins and put a couple thousand dollars in their pocket. Yeah. So it has some dynamics of, do you want to go for a match win or do you want to go for some stage wins? Yeah. Um, I, I feel I'm consistent enough that I'm going to try to go for a match win. Yep. And if I happen to shoot really well on a stage and have a good time, I might win a stage, but I'm not necessarily super concerned about it because I also know that some of those other guys are going to go balls to the wall and they're going <laughs> to go as fast as they can. Yep. And if they happen to hit all those targets, that's going to be a really tough time to beat where yep. um, I'm going to focus on every single shot, making a perfect 
um, typically like I do anyway. Um, that's, that's just how I shoot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of take my time. I'm methodical. I uh, try to be as smooth as possible and make every single shot count. So yep. it's going to be a pretty unique dynamic to figure out who's going to do that. And then if there is a blow up stage and it, for example, I'll call myself out. If I, if I get a two on a stage and I know that I'm eight points down on you or eight points down on yeah. Dave Preston or whoever yeah. is, is up there maybe I will flip flop and I'm going to go for some stage wins. Yeah. So yep. it, 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 it's kind of a cool dynamic of figuring, figuring that out. Yeah. That's, that's kind of been the, the discussion I've had with a few guys is like, I, I know I talked to some guys and they're like, man, I know a lot of the guys I've talked to have said exactly what you just said. They're like, man, I just don't know if I can take the match, but I know I can take some stages and it would be a fun way to do it. Cause say you got 90 seconds where we're trying to use, you know, 85 of those seconds and shoot real slow and, and methodical, like you said. And you, we know, you know good and well that we could run a bunch of those stages in 45, 50 seconds, That's and, right. but you're not going to do that when you're trying to win the stick and match. And so I know. gosh, yeah. it would be so fun just the, just to look at every stage as a prize and then just burn it down for that stage. It would be, yeah. And it's going to be fun because we're going to be standing there with all 20 guys and we're going to know their hits and we're going to know their time. We're going to watch everything unfold and we're all going to know exactly where everybody's at, which is a, which is a, a dynamic that you don't normally get in these matches. You don't really know where everyone's at and everyone's yeah. going to know where everyone's at. It's going to be interesting. So if it's a, if it's a cleanable stage yeah. and, uh, and no one's cleaned it, then that's perfect because yep. you can go up, you can go for your clean and you clean it. You're going to have high score. Yep. But if it's a cleanable stage and you have, you know, a bunch of guys in there, if you think for a second, you're like, man, I might be able to, to run that in 70 seconds. Cause the best time is 75 or whatever the situation yeah. is. It's going to be, uh, it's going to kind of test the, Test the mind, test the will on what you want to do. So that's it's, gonna it's gonna be tough. I think it, it's gonna be fun. I, it's it'll be fun to watch. Fun to watch the, I, and that's gonna be cool about the TV show. I think that's a dynamic that'll be interesting. Hopefully, they can showcase that uh, with the show of of got of, of of relaying that the pressure the decisions the guys are making hopefully there's a you know they can I'm, there's going to be enough guys that are commentating like to explain what's going on to show the the dilemma that is of like hey do i take 10 extra extra seconds and get the shot or do i just shoot quick and i know i can do it but there's also a chance that you could something can go wrong and that missing that one shot it can be a really big deal at the end of the end of the weekend or the week right. so Anyway, that should be fun. I, you know, thanks to Armageddon Gear for, for the for the invite. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And it, like you said, it would be fun if it became a thing. If it could be beneficial for Armageddon Gear and for Shooting USA and for the shooters, and if it was a win win for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, the companies are going to be advertising and everything. I think it's it's fun because man, long range and and the, and the competition and the long range hunting and the shooting. It's just, it's the fastest growing segment in the shooting sports right now. Um, it's been, there's it a lot of companies putting a lot of money into it with product development like Hornady and, you know, a lot of those different companies, you know, with, you know, MDT putting out that purpose built comp chassis this year that I run and just, just things that are very purposeful, purposely built for what we do where before That's we right. were, you know, picking the best bullet that we thought was good and, and, 
and the, you know, picking the best chassis we thought. And now everyone's getting more and more just specific to to the sport, which is really cool and, and crazy. Like those A tips coming out, that is a super purpose built, like crazy bullet. Just because this industry is going so much, so it'll be fun to see a show like this um, during this time when when people seem to be pretty interested in this. Yeah, this part of the sport. So love it should be fun but um let's do a let's do a so we get we get questions and 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 like i said in the past like we're both busy i love answering questions but sometimes it's uh i get behind on them and i think one question and we won't we probably won't go into a lot of depth right here because i think this this could warrant an entire probably a, a pretty good chunk of an episode but um i get comments like i'll just scan over this um uh was wondering if you guys had any tips on getting a competitive shooting um uh there are some smaller shoots this is from jake fogg uh he listened to podcasts i did with aaron snyder on kafaro and he and he's been enjoying this and uh wanting to get into competitive shooting if there would be some smaller shoots that would be good to start at he lives in wyoming then ascent outdoors sent another one enjoy the podcast, blah, blah, blah. If you could, you know, do a podcast geared towards new shooters with calibers and chassis and, and, and anyway, that's the common questions. I get those quite yep. a bit. Um, and so does Jake of like, you know, where to go and what to do. And so we'll just hit this for a minute just so you guys know we're not ignoring you, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get a, be fun to get an episode out soon. Um, I've, I've got a few things uh, to start any things that popping into your head right now, Jake, that are just a good starting point for some of these guys. Uh, just, just to kind of reiterate guys, send us your questions, send yep. us some comments and, and some things that maybe you want to know if you have some topics and stuff that we can go over. Yeah. Um, and we'll put those on the schedule. We have kind of a schedule of what stuff we want to talk about with, yep. um, you know, the matches or different things that are happening in the community. So send us those questions, comments, and what we're going to do is we're going to save those and we're going to put those on the calendar and we'll try to touch on them. Maybe we have already touched on them and so we might not be able to talk about them very long, but we would love to answer all the questions. So keep sending us questions and if we can, uh, if we have time to respond a little bit uh, via social media or email or text, we will, or we'll just dive right into it on a podcast and try to get a little more information. It's much easier for us to talk about it than it is to type it on a text or yes. something when we're in the middle of work and then we go home and then we got dinner and family. Yep. So, um, you know, bottom line is we, we really want to see the community grow. Mm-hmm. We really want to mm-hmm. see uh, more shooters get into it. And so this is a really good question for, you know, that new shooter that's getting involved. A couple things, a couple pieces of advice that I would have is join an online, whether it's a Facebook group or, um, you know, some sort of forum, join something on, on there. Uh, in my opinion, I really like the Facebook groups. Yep. They have a lot of different, uh, you know, precision rifle groups in your area. So if, if that guy's from Wyoming, join the Wyoming tactical shooters or Wyoming long range precision rifle shooters, whatever it is. And there's going to be a lot of people in that particular group that are local uh, to you that you might not know are there. And then they're also going to be able to post different matches in there. For us, we have a Northwest Precision Rifle League or Northwest yeah. Precision Community. And so they post all the matches there. They share those matches um, with more people. So these are all the club matches and even the bigger matches. But 
Uh, there's, there's just a lot more club matches, local matches, because we have one or two big matches compared to, you know, you know, four, seven or eight of the smaller one day type matches. So join a group mm-hmm. that's going to get you involved with a community of people. That's really going to help. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Go on, get on Facebook. It, I feel like forums have uh, kind of, a lot of them have gone to Facebook, a lot just different groups yep. and stuff. And so get on, uh, follow Precision Rifle Series, uh, follow National Rifle League, and they each have club series inside of that. So kind of delve into that, read some posts, uh, see what those are. There's like Jake mentioned, the Northwest PRL is the Northwest Precision Rifle League. That's the NWPRL page on Facebook. Follow that. There's a, there's uh there's all different ones. There's the PRS Southeastern Regional Series. There's there's uh, uh the uh, Austin Overman runs the one, or those guys run one out of Utah that do tons of club matches in that area. Utah, you know, all over in that that part of the country. There's so find those groups, and we'll tr- we'll get a list together of those groups. Uh, you know, that's what I need to work on that we can share with you guys. But get on Facebook, find those groups, and start you know poking around, and asking questions. That's a good place to start. Uh, quick, let's. Um, um, quick hits on like just generally on gear, you probably want to throw 308 or smaller. You take whatever gun you have, you're going to get a little beat up if you take a, a 300 ultra mag or a 300 wind mag to a, to a match. You definitely Not a little bit beat up, a lot beat up, a lot beat up. You're doing 10 round stages, you know, even the club matches, you're going to shoot 70 or 80 rounds and you're going to do it quick and from some goofy positions. So, and you're not, it, so those are not ideal. However, if it's all you have the rock and roll, but I would tend, I would try to get a six, uh, even a two, two, three works really well. If you have a, a fast twist barrel and you can shoot heavies, two, two, threes are great. Um, on up to pretty much everyone is running a six mil or a six, a 6.5. Um, and it's like, it's very nice if you can have a mag system. If you can get a 10-round mag, um, is very, very helpful. Um, after that, I mean, obviously, a scope that dials, you're doing long range, you, you understand that somewhat if you're going to go to your first match. But um, after that, the bags, the stocks, if you have a factory stock, who cares? You can figure that out later. Um, you can try different people's chassis. You can borrow bags. You can borrow tripods. You're going to learn a lot. And everyone's super cool. I know it's intimidating. I, I haven't, you know, it hasn't been that long since I was doing my first club level matches. And I was, I was pretty, I remember being nervous. So just go, you know, people are nice and just, you know, just get to one. And, uh, but I think that caliber, um, you know, 10 round mags and uh, hopefully a smaller caliber. So yeah. um, any other quick basics on that before we kind of move on to the something else? I really, you know, I'm going to recommend uh, getting out and shooting. And there's a lot of, we even have them as well. And so we have loaned a lot of different rifles out for guys to shoot. And so guys will come to me and I really want to get into this, but all I have is a a Ruger model 77 Hawkeye and 270 Winchester. Okay. Um, That's not the ideal rifle to shoot, but here I have a six, five Creedmoor. It's in a chassis. It's a match grade rifle. And, you know, I've let a lot of people borrow uh, those kind of guns, which are typically student guns for the classes that we run, and they can be able to use those. Well, they're going to be able to use those guns and learn a lot more, kind of get the feel for things. The gun's going to be really accurate. It's going to feed really well. It's magazine fed. 
Um, so it's just going to be something that's going to be a lot more enjoyable than trying to kind of roll through it. Now, that being said, some people want to shoot a match or two with their hunting rifles that are top feed, whatever, because they want to say, Hey, what can I do with this particular platform? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, you know, by all means go out and do it. But if you are interested in the sport in itself, not necessarily just getting better with your hunting rifle, if if you are interested in the sport, then, you know, get on there and ask people, Hey, you know, what would you recommend? And a lot of people will, will rent you a gun really cheap and you just got to buy the ammo. Mm -hmm. Um, they'll, they'll let you use their gun. They got a backup. They got a two, two, three. So it's a pretty cool dynamic of letting people or, you know, getting people involved. And so that's what it's all about. Yep. No, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Just find those groups and we need to get a, uh, we need to get a list together so we can share those. Cause that's probably the easiest way to get figuring out where everything is. A lot of stuff on Facebook. So, um, let's, um, do giveaway time. talk about the giveaway. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to rock, right. rock and so, roll with that. You can go all for right. It. So giveaway time. So we have a, uh, free trigger tech diamond trigger. Um, it's not, it's not even trigger used. Tech. It's not even used. It's brand spanking new. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, this is episode seven. So what we're going to do is we're going to run this and we're going to pick a winner on our episode number 10. So that gives you the eighth episode and the ninth episode. We're going to give this away on the 10th episode and we'll do that. Um, you know, with a random drawing. Now here's how you guys enter, uh, either, uh, on episode seven, which is what we're on now. When we launch it, go ahead. And, uh, if it's on Facebook, like, and tag a couple friends, Mm -hmm. or if it's on Instagram, like, and tag a couple friends. And what we're going to do is we're going to take everyone that's done that. And we're going to enter them in, into this free giveaway. So this is completely free. Yep. There's obviously no strings attached. We both shoot the trigger tech diamond. Yep. Um, I really like it. I like how Love easy it. it is to adjust and I like the fancy red cause it matches my rifle. Yeah, that's so, right. Yep. Yep. No, I love it. That was cool. Trigger tech to do that. I think, I believe they stepped up and said, Hey, we want to do it. We want to do a giveaway. So that was awesome of them, um, for you guys. And we're, we're not, we're not making, we're not making any money on this podcast. We're just doing to get info out and and share with you guys. Then we can answer questions we get and just, just fun to do. There's not a lot of podcasts in this area. So I thought it'd be a fun thing to do. And so it's cool to companies be able to support, um, you know, support, support us, support you guys. And so we appreciate you. If you guys, you know, if you can share with buddies, maybe some guys that don't know about us that you think might be interested. Um, we'd love to get the word out. It's, it's, I, I was a little bit selfish for us just watching. It's fun to see the podcast grow and be like, Oh, I guess, you know, hopefully giving out a little bit of info. That's good for you guys. You can learn a little bit and hopefully become better shooters. So tag some guys that we, that, you know, that may not know about it. And, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll get a we'll get an Instagram post and a Facebook post. It just says it just says episode seven, and um, you know, kind of description of what we talked about, and we'll say something about the you know trigger tech giveaway or something in there. And so just under that, do do you know do your do your like and shares and 
and we'll figure it out. So that was cool of them. If anyone else wants to give away some product, we'll do the same. <laughs> Love it. So anyway, I think uh, I think we're coming up on an hour here, and I've still it's it's ten it's a quarter to eleven on Wednesday night, and I have not packed my suitcase to leave tomorrow morning early uh, to Canada. So I should probably do that. And um, I got to fill out some custom forms and all that stuff too. I haven't done yet. Um, So anyway, um, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. And um, we will be back. I want to get on a weekly routine and I think we'll probably just bounce back and forth between every week, every other week and just do it as much as we can with our schedule and shooting. And it's going to ebb and flow a little bit, but um, keep the questions coming. Uh, uh, if you guys comment or do leave reviews, I think I've, I've heard that's helpful for podcasts. So if you guys want to leave some reviews for the podcast, that'd be cool too. Um, and uh, we'll, any ideas you guys have, questions, comments, like we always say, we'd love to hear them. And uh, until next time. Toodles. <laughs>